0: The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. The mind of Pat Popolizio is a wondrous thing. And for you, Pac wrestling fans, you'll get to go inside the mind of the skip each and every episode here on the Pac Mentality pop Podcast. Now, here's your host, NC State Director of Athletics Digital Communications, Brian Reinhart.
1: It's been a few weeks, but we're back at it with a brand new episode of the Pack Mentality Poppins podcast. For those of you that forgot, I'm your host, NC State Director of Athletics Digital Communications, Brian Reinhart, and I'm joined by the head coach of the Wolfpack, Pat Pabellizio.
2: Good afternoon, Brian.
1: Pat, it's been a couple of weeks since our last podcast, and even a few more weeks since me and you had a chance to sit down. Last episode, I chatted with former All-American and current full-time member of the Wolfpack Regional Training Center, Tommy Gant. If you missed that episode, please go back into our archives. But Pat, hope you've been joining the spring, and it's about time we get back into the season mode of these podcasts. I had both of our fans email me, asking me when our next one's going to be, so pressure's on. I know you're ready to catch up the Wolfpack fans with what's been going on since the NCAA's. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh,
2: I got a few calls, texts, and uh, emails uh, wondering about your commitment to the the podcast. So I'm glad we're back on board. It took a little motivation from outside sources to get you going, but I'm I'm glad we're back here today.
1: My pack mentality was tested at uh, team banquet tomorrow. You offered me a free dinner, so I am back on board.
2: Definitely, so. be some really good, actually really good barbecue. So I'm looking forward to it as always.
1: And I joke about only a couple of our listeners contacted me, but I think we've really built something here, and we are reaching both a lot of diehard NC State wrestling fans and those that are a bit new to the sport. I know I speak for Pat, and just want to thank all of those listeners that listen to this podcast and give us some feedback. Great, great time to
2: uh, attack some
1: good content, uh,
2: you know, with the season being over and finishing up with the U.S. Open. There's not a lot of wrestling content, probably... Not enough right now at this time of the year. So this is always a good time to, to get some good info out there.
1: couple plugs first, then we'll get into all that info. But it's been a couple uh, episodes since I plugged away some stuff. But if you have not done so already, please go in and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're available on iTunes, Google Music Play, and Stitcher, just to name a few. I'm also in the process of putting all the past episodes up on YouTube, so visit our channel by searching Pack Wrestle, and you can listen from any device on YouTube. And we still love to get ratings and reviews on iTunes. It's been a while since anybody has left one, so Wolfpack fans, show us a little love. Uh, Remember, I don't get paid to do this. You know, we've done 20 episodes in. I got some big summer plans, so let's show the administration that our fans appreciate the work we've done so far. Maybe get me a raise around here. We'll see.
2: You're due up for one. I appreciate that. and Get
1: you on the tables a
2: little bit more when we hit some of these road trips. <laughs> you treat me
1: good on those road trips. I appreciate the per diem. I request more per diem. Yeah, but, but you play it and then yeah. lose it real quick. I will say I lost my NCA per diem on day one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's enough of our plugs. We're going to turn our attention to mats. Lots of news since we last talked, Pat. So this episode, it's going to be a lot of potluck, just jumping around various topics. But forcing First and foremost, excuse me, some great news recently. The Skip celebrated a birthday. Yep. I don't have the budget to play a birthday song, but how did you celebrate your birthday?
2: Uh, you know, at this point, it's just another day around here. Uh, enjoy being around the guys. We had a good workout, uh, good practice. We made a new rule in the room. Whoever's birthday it is, you get to pick the music for the day. So that was, that was a big plus there. But, uh, no, I... Fortunate enough to have a lot of great people around here, and uh, went to lunch, went to dinner, and uh, just another day.
1: You didn't say, did you get on the stair stepper on your birthday? I definitely did. Okay. Would not. No, that's no that's a off. given.
2: That's a routine. No days off. Riz, Riz, actually, uh, I think he t- uh, tweeted that out to me, but he knows the deal. There's no days off.
1: If your birthday fell during the summer, during some downtime, what would be the perfect getaway for an occasion like that?
2: Ah, that's a good one. Um. I think
1: Asheville around here in North Carolina,
2: summertime, that's probably the spot to be. Um, Get out there, check out the mountains a little bit. Um, Maybe the beach, but the beach is a little too crowded, I think, summertime. So Plus, I like cooler weather. Um, So that's probably the best spot for me to be.
1: And during that birthday celebration, we got some great news. The board of trustees approved a no- new contract for yourself, signing you through twenty twenty five. First of all, congratulations! But how excited are you to get a deal like that done?
2: Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah, that's the that's the real birthday gift right there. That's uh, I actually signed it on my uh, on my actual birthday, so uh, that was a good reward right there. But no, uh, the, at the end of the day, came to NC State because. Uh, I knew this was a place that you could win at a very high level and uh, we've laid some really good groundwork with a lot of great people connected to our program and and people working in all aspects. Obviously, what we do together with this podcast has helped tremendously. So you know, everybody's done their part to put us in position to continue to grow this program and a lot of people behind the scenes now with our RTC. So very grateful and thankful for the the buy-in of of everybody and uh, understanding the vision um, and now we get a you know to the next phase of ultimately climbing ahead of what we've accomplished thus far. So the true challenge the true challenge is in front of us now to make that next jump as a program, and uh, it only gets tougher from here. And uh, we got a lot of great people connected to us to to go out there and uh, and be motivated for this. So I'm excited for the, what the future holds, and I know the guys on our team are just as motivated as they've been in the past.
1: Sounds like this podcast got you the new contract that I took that you, you rambled on for a little while But that was what I took away from that answer.
2: I, I think you're right. I think it's uh, th- It's helped get the awareness out there. Our I, fan base has grown since we've done this I got more people you. in the
1: seats. I did text you if I'm getting a commission You didn't really reply to my text. Well, I said it's all uh,
2: commission based off of the sponsorship So last tweet I saw we're at zero
1: But uh, how does a contract like this on the table show how important wrestling is to both the administration here and the wrestling community as a whole? Yeah, I think it speaks volume for,
2: uh, you know, anytime you're in the recruiting wars, kids want to know, you know, who's going to be there coaching them for long term. And I think this was a big part of it, too, to know that, you know, our staff and and the way we're doing things is going to stay intact uh, for a while. And um, it's. It's grown. I think the ACC alone, obviously with Dr. Yao and the rest of the administration and, and working with Josh day to day, I think it, it shows the level of commitment that they're at wanting to win and continue to improve and uh, very thankful for that because, you know, it's something I really enjoy doing and uh, take a lot of passion. And so being around a bunch of people that are motivated and willing to help uh, above and beyond uh, puts us in a, in a better position because it's ultra competitive now. Um, you look around the country, everybody's getting more and more resources. I think wrestling is growing in that aspect. i uh, like to see the numbers get better, but I think it's growing with uh, more and more support for what we do have right now. So that's a positive.
1: And you kind of mentioned it, but I'm sure this kind of news is huge for when you're out on the red recruiting. And for the fans that have asked, we're going to do a whole episode on all of our new guys that will be here in the fall. But we're still waiting on a couple NLIs, and we can't speak on a student-athlete until those come in. But you guys are coming to the end of the recruiting cycle, and new guys will be enrolling starting this summer. It's probably one of the biggest classes you've signed. You have to replace six senior starters, and you guys filled a lot of the needs. But without getting into individual guys, you have to be happy at how this recruiting class is kind of shaping up to be another top ten class here at NC State. Yeah, this class, uh, more importantly, fits our philosophy.
2: I mean, we can sit here all day long and go off of what people think rankings should be. Um, all I care about is having guys that fit our philosophy and our mentality, and we'll make them uh, – We'll. we'll Day-to-day, there's no question with the system we have, they're going to improve and get better. And, you know, we're bringing in a lot of guys, so we're at another level of talent right now. Uh, we got a lot of guys that redshirted this year that are coming back. So, yeah, we graduate We graduate a lot of guys, but we redshirted some key players that are going to jump in our lineup next year, and um, uh, I'm excited. Uh, again, our style of wrestling that we're going to have is is going to be aggressive and good, and these guys have been working hard since the season ended, and we add these freshmen in there. Um, it's a great combination uh, with depth, talent, and more importantly, the mentality of a student-athlete that we're looking for. And this, this program just got flooded with about 15 new guys that mirror everything that these guys before them have laid the foundation, which makes it easier on us. Um, and now that momentum's rolling, these guys can just show up work hard and uh, follow the the leaders that have kind of paved the way for
1: them. We're sort of in a transition period right now. Your seniors are gone. Your newcomers aren't here yet. But I want to ask you, the guys are working out. They've been in the mat room. What's the room dynamic? There's not as many bodies as there are. But, you know, what's been going on in the practice room the last few weeks?
2: It's always a different and a unique time right after NCA's because you do. You're, you're used to seeing your seniors in there and you walk in and you're like hey why is so and so not here and it takes a couple of weeks to get get back in rhythm with that uh you know they're moving on to the next phase of their their career so that part's a little challenging and then when you actually get to work um you know there's a lot less bodies in the room so there's a lot more one-on-one focus we're fortunate enough to have all these post grad guys training here so they get a lot of one-on-one uh opportunities to train with them and uh, the level those guys are at, it's uh, it's a lot of hands-on
1: work right now. And we've rolled into May, and of course, graduation's right around the corner. Between now and the end of summer sessions, seven more members of the Wolfpack Wrestling team will earn a degree. You place a high emphasis on these guys getting the work done off the men in the classroom. So for our coaching staff, how proud are you of guys that you've seen they have been here four or five years and their work in the classroom to earn a college degree? Very proud of these guys,
2: because at the end of the day, that's what they signed up to do when they came here is to get their degree, whether it's four, three years, four years, or five years on a red shirt. A lot of these guys are motivated enough to get their master's. Um, so, you know, we, we have a plan in place for these guys, and, and it makes it easier on these guys if they're doing well in school. I think wrestling, their uh, credentials mirror that. Um, having those five academic All-Americans, I think is a good testament for that. But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where these guys are going to be. Uh, five, ten years from, from now down the road because uh, they're very motivated, smart individuals that have worked extremely hard and uh, are going to go on to do some great things and uh, probably be some of our first sponsors for this podcast. I
1: was just going to say, you beat me to it. Yeah. We will get a sponsor for this podcast. Yeah, I you know, I think we're, we're due up for it. No one wants to be the first. Yeah, we just need that first. It's coming. <laughs> so we're going to stick on the academic side. We've had some great news to release the the last couple weeks. In addition, winning a national title and the ACC Wrestler of the Year. Michael Machiavello was named the ACC Scholar Athlete of the Year. Mock's already earned an undergrad degree in finance and is working on a Master of Arts in Liberal Studies. And the classroom accolades don't end, end there, including Mock, the Wolfpack this year had a school record five named to the NWCA's all academic team with Brian Hammond, Sean Foz, Daniel Bullard and Hayden Hiley, all being honored. Great testament that you guys had half of your starting lineups being named an academic All American this year.
2: Yeah. Uh and that, you know, that goes back to the mentality of the guys and what we're looking for and you know, this coaching staff working extremely hard. Adam Hall working day to day, you know, with their academic advisor um and making sure everything's intact for these guys. So The resources are in place for them to be extremely successful, uh, not just getting their degree, but getting it with uh, what we talked about, you know, having that next level of uh, resume building type stuff. And that's what these guys have done. It separates them when they graduate and go in in an interview. They have uh, a little more ammo than maybe most guys will. So take a lot of pride in that and want to continue to build on that with the next group of kids that are going to be coming through here.
1: And yet another press release that I pumped out. There's no off-season for me in the communications office. Had to get that in there. But the 2017-18 season, NC State set a new attendance record, not only for average attendance, but for an individual duel as well. The Wolfpack led the ACC and ranked 12th nationally in averaging over 1,800 fans per duel, highlighted by a record 3,900 fans for that battle against Ohio State. A lot of our previous podcasts, we asked Wolfpack fans to come out and support the team in Reynolds, and those fans created such a great home atmosphere this past season.
2: Yeah, that's a, a huge part of the growth of a program right there, and that's uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, when you you look to make the next jump in a program, those are the the numbers that you need to see grow um, because best kids in the country want to wrestle in front of a great crowd, and we have that now, and we have passionate fans Um that follow wrestling understand wrestling and know you know know what our guys are doing um day to day and and that's what the best kids in the country want to be a part of and i'm you know very appreciative to the people that have been supporting us in that aspect
1: and we're probably on hold until september to release the schedule i know you're still putting it together but any updates can we tease the fans can we get them excited with anything yeah
2: we'll continue to do a a mixture of uh, different conferences. We will definitely be having some home c- duels with a Big Ten school, a Big 12 school most likely. Um, probably similar to what we did last year, no overseas trip right now because every four, I think it's four or five years we're allowed to do it. Um, but we'll definitely change it up. Um, we're looking at maybe some some duels down south, um, getting some training in over some good weather and uh, – we won't be hitting any any places cold and snowy probably in in our at break. So, um, well, it should be finalized here as uh, summer hits and we get get moving forward. Probably, I think August September is when the schedule usually gets locked in.
1: And the last thing I wanted us to cover in this episode might be a little longer, but I wanted to talk about the Wolfpacks Regional Training Center, or you'll hear it referred to as the RTC. First, Pat, can you explain what the Wolfpack RTC is and the overall purpose of it here in Raleigh? Uh, For us, it's to continue to grow
2: wrestling um, and obviously help kids move on to the next phase of their career to accomplish their international goals. Um, you, You go and you start the recruiting process with some of the best kids in the country, and... Again, they have goals for after college, post college to, to continue to train. We finally are in position now to, to keep a lot of these guys that come here and uh, stay And Raleigh's such a great area to live in. Um, and that's why I think it's helped grown tremendously. A lot of these guys have had opportunities outside of here once they've graduated, but, you know, they've chosen Raleigh. I think one, they feel at home here. They wrestled for us and, uh, it's a great place to live. Um, and now having the resources in play to, at the end of the day, there's a lot of funding that has to go through our, um, our nonprofit to pay these guys. And it's the better they do, the more expensive it gets. But uh, that's a challenge we like. And know we're getting that much closer to uh, ultimately competing for a national title. And, uh, you know, keeping these guys that we have here now is going to be extremely valuable in the next four or five years and building this program to that next level.
1: And we have been very fortunate here in NC State that the Wolfpack Wrestling Club and the RTC has received great publicity over the last few seasons. And recently, there was an announcement that some new additions to the RTC as full-time residents. But first, I think we should start with the pair of 2016 All-Americans that – They've been training here in Raleigh since their NC State career ended, and I'm talking about Nick Wisdowski and Tommy Gant. I think we've all enjoyed Nick's journey through the U.S. and international ranks, and last year he was a member of the U.S. World Team and won a bronze medal at the World Championships, and as we're recording this, Nick is about to head to South America to compete down in Peru. Then he'll return stateside and wrestle in the Final X, which is a new way to determine the U.S. World Team for the next cycle, but... Can you talk about Nick's progression since his Wolfpack career ended? Yeah, I think
2: he's made some huge strides uh, both technically, physically, and mentally, you know, in all aspects in wrestling. You look at where he started, you know, a couple years ago finishing fourth in the in the open tournament, um and then making that jump, finally breaking through, making a team and then you know, once you get a medal at the world championships, it lets you know that you're one of the best guys in the world. And, uh, you know, at that le- level, the littlest things make a world of difference in, in success. And that's a, something you're seeing with Nick right now is he's, uh, you know, his main focus right now is to win a world title and an Olympic title. And it's such small, detailed things. And he's, you know, we we talk about it all the time. He's a professional now. And uh, that's the way he's he's going about his training. You know, it's it's a... It's an eight-hour day coming in. Um, does that mean he's working all eight hours? No, but that means he's focused in on you know whether it's watching film, his diet, and uh, strength and conditioning, speed. You know he's putting in a lot of quality time and, uh, and is starting to reap the benefits for that right now.
1: And we've also gotten to see Tommy Gant's progress, and he even broke it down on our last podcast. So go back into the archives and listen to Tommy. But he was recruited by the previous coaching staff, but you formed a great relationship with him when you came in during his sophomore year, and that's continued till today as he remains in Raleigh and trains at the RTC full-time. Tommy recently won his first international tournament and will next wrestle at the World Team Trials. Is there a wrestler who you've seen develop more just from the first time you met him to where he currently is post-college than Tommy Gant has? Uh, You know, you go back to
2: that year, walking into this job, um, there are probably not many guys that, you know, had the same philosophy and mentality on, on the way we wanted to go about winning. Um, not saying there's a right way or a wrong way, but, you know, for, from my end, I, I had a, a philosophy and an approach that I wanted to go about it, and uh, I, there's no – better athlete to have in your corner that thinks and acts and is willing to do the things that, uh, Tommy Gant was doing at that time. And it was a perfect storm coming together because I think he benefited a great deal from uh, a little bit of the, the change in the way we were doing some things. Um, and, uh, even off the mat i it just hit it off of him and uh, respected his work ethic his mentality and just kind of his loyalty to someone that he believes in and uh i'm the same way as a person and uh it's been a really good working relationship and the guy has worked relentlessly to improve his wrestling and i don't you know i think you look from each year that he he started here i think he had a losing record maybe i i don't know exactly that first year and i know when we got him that second year he was about a 500 wrestler in our lineup um, and then made those jumps into almost being an all-American and then finally breaking through and and now post college more than anything, you know he's got the time that we can really zone in on the technical side of things and he's he's about to break through on the national level here in the freestyle and I'm really looking forward to seeing him compete in the trials uh, not this weekend but next weekend because I think he's uh, in position to do some great things right now.
1: And a third full-time member of the RTC. He did not wrestle here, but he's from North Carolina. Timmy McCall has been in Raleigh training since 2015. Can you talk about what he has added to the RTC?
2: Yeah, Timmy's been a great addition to our program, not just wrestling, but his uh, leadership off the mat and the kind of person he is. uh, Mirrors our... I think he meshes well with personality between our coaching staff and our athletes. And he is a phenomenal human being to uh, mentor the guys that we have on our team. And uh, I think he's made some growth in his uh, wrestling abilities with you know having Nick to train with and um, obviously Mock and all these other guys that we've had around Malik from his old high school as well. Um, being a North Carolina guy, we needed that. Uh, we needed some in-state Talent and connections and and Timmy brought that and uh, I'm very thankful and happy that he's here because we utilize him in a lot of different aspects, but he's a great person, hardworking and is uh, continuing to help us grow this program.
1: And the RTC has hit those three guys around for a few years. And just last month, we were happy to announce three new full-time additions. Uh, Three-time All-American Kevin Jack and 2018 National Champion Michael Machiavello will both remain in Raleigh and train at the Wolfpack RTC. Kevin's kind of an interesting story. He hasn't wrestled that much in freestyle during his time here at NC State, but how do you see his career progressing now that he has made this commitment?
2: I I think that's uh, a guy that is untapped potential
1: in freestyle because he hasn't had a
2: ton of time to train for it and compete in it. We've we've dabbled a little bit in his career here, and I I don't think he was ultra motivated to wrestle in that style. Um, and now knowing that you know folk style is over, that's where he's got to put his his energy into. I think he's going to find a new love for that in his. Uh, it's gonna take some time for him to learn and adjust his style to it, but I think once he does, he's gonna be very challenging and hard to beat just because he's you know, he's he's tall and long for that, that weight class again and it, it's hard to wrestle those guys when they get some leverage on you and he's just gotta adapt his style to freestyle. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him uh you know, put his energy into learning freestyle as much as he did in folk style and he'll be in a great position with that.
1: 86, 79? Where do you see Kevin going up to? <laughs> What's it? Uh, we're going to get him down to 57
2: kilos. He'll look good there, all the way down there.
1: And coming off a great senior season, what do you see for Mock in the near future?
2: Uh, same thing with Mock. You know, he's got obviously the drive, the power, and uh, the mentality to be successful. But, again, it's totally different ball game wrestling, folk style to freestyle. And he's got to learn wrestling, basically. He knows the fundamentals to it, but he's got to learn wrestling over again. And, uh, it's a quick transition for these guys because they, they already know what it takes to win. And now it's just learning the little detailed things. And, uh, a year of full time training and freestyle, these guys will be fine right in the mix of things. Um, but I, that's another guy right now, big athletic kid who's going to be at a weight class that, you know, he can definitely be right in the mix of things right away. And, um, if he takes the same approach that he's had in in folk style and puts it to freestyle, it won't be long before he's in position to make one of these teams.
1: And a third 2018 All-American you guys have added in kind of a unique situation. He's going to be splitting time between Raleigh and his alma mater Duke, but two time All-American Jacob Casper is going to be in the room. And like I said, it's a really unique situation, which is really going to benefit both schools here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the whole point of these RTCs. They're uh These are to benefit the the athletes. And, uh, you know, you get an opportunity for Casper to come here and train. You know, Nick is going to benefit a great deal from that. And I think, and same with in return, because he's going to have some great quality guys to help him elevate his game. And it, uh, you know, it's a great working relationship. And I'm glad and, and, Really looking forward to the the continued growth with uh, these guys training together because it is it's one of those things where iron sharpens iron and uh, you know just yesterday I was watching Nick and Casper work out and it's you know these guys both get pushed they both get fatigued and when they get to a certain point that's when they really start learning from each other is when they're both tired and it's sometimes it's hard to get that every day where you got guys pushing you to a certain point. Um, a lot of times you're just that much better than somebody, and it's like you never get there. And uh, we're able to get that right in our room right now. There's not a guy in this room that doesn't get pushed day to day, whether it's RTC or college guys, and that's what's going to ultimately continue to produce national champs, world champs, and Olympians.
1: And we mentioned those guys, but we also have three other recent grads, uh, Quentin Godley, Mike Kosoy, Lee Davis. They're all still around the RTC. They're traveling in tournaments. How great is it for Wolfpack wrestlers to know that – the Roofback RTC, it's really growing, and you can stay here after college and just continue the training. Yes, and those guys, I think uh,
2: you gotta you gotta respect their work that they've put in because I think sometimes these guys get overlooked and uh, by just some guys that have accomplished you know great things at the college level, and then they're they're at the international level too, and then you get these guys. That are in our room every day and, and all three of these guys qualified for the world team trials, which means they placed at the U.S. Open. And, uh, that's not an easy thing to do. And I, more than anything, it's the improvement that all three of these guys have made, uh, from Mike Kasuer. I was just talking to him today about it. You know, he's been one year in the circuit of freestyle and he's already made some huge gains. Lee Davis, same kind of thing. Um, you know, coming out of, coming out the college scene, he never, He was in and out of our lineup, wasn't a guy that got to wrestle in the NCAA tournament and and do anything there. And then he goes out and now is placing and beating some of the best guys in the country at this freestyle level. And, you know, Q was around before I got here, but we saw him as a very valuable option to help us build this program up. And I appreciate what these guys do for us, and they're going to continue to get better because of their training situation here.
1: And we've talked about all these post-grad guys that are – Uh, training full-time here, but I wanted to shift the focus to two current members of the Wolfpack wrestling team that were also in action at the U.S. Open. Hayden Hidley in his first senior-level tournament, placed second at 70 kilograms and classmate Nick Renan, in only his second senior-level tournament, took third at 86. Starting first with Hayden, he entered as the seventh seed, reeled off four straight wins and advanced to the finals. Can you talk about his performance out in Vegas at the U.S. Open? I think it was a good...
2: Starting point for him in his freestyle career, I think if you talk to Hayden, he's going to tell you he's disappointed and uh, because he didn't win it, and I think that's what makes him very special as an athlete because he expects to win everything, doesn't matter what level tournament it is, um, but... Uh, I think we got to sometimes slow down and look at the positive. And uh, same with him when we talk about it. Got to focus on all the great things you're doing and not, you know, the one little loss that you had uh, against a guy that's very seasoned. Um, I, I think this experience that he's getting right now, when he's able to train full time and all the time with freestyle. You're going to see him uh, on some U.S. teams for for quite a while, as long as he wants to put himself in position for that. And uh, he's only going to get better uh, from the experience he's had here, going to put him in position to win his national title when he gets back into the college scene here next year.
1: And Renan drew the number two seed in the first bout and fell, but in the consolation bracket, he won six straight and netted a third place finish. In those six wins, he had a pin and outscored his other foes 53 to six. And his run was capped off with a 10 nothing Tech fall over a former three-time All-American Dudley from Nebraska. So, Arena has really come on strong here. He's got two third-place finishes in his first two freestyle tournaments.
2: Yeah, this redshirt season benefited him a great deal. Um, I think more mentally and the confidence side of things, he's grown. And he's back to what he was able to do in high school and go out and uh, win and dominate. Uh, against the best guys in the country and uh you know college sometimes takes a little while to make these adjustments and figure things out and I think he's been able to do that and I think this is a breakthrough on confidence for him because he didn't just beat some okay guys he beat some of the best guys that have been at the national level in the NCAs, and some of these guys that are placed in at the U.S. Open and uh he's that good and he's got to continue to grow on it and know that he's the best kid in the country coming in next year and uh You know, put himself in position to compete for that national title. And that's, that's what we're looking for. We're looking through for breakout performance and a guy that, uh, can go out and really put himself in this position next year at 184 pounds and, uh, go compete and still got some time left this year to, to get on a, a national team. And, uh, that's the goal right now. These college guys can get on a national team. It's valuable experience for them.
1: And after all the action at the U.S. Open, nine wrestlers affiliated with the Wolfpack RTC have qualified for the U.S. World Team Trials, and that's just an incredible number. We are here in early May, but what does the next couple of months look like for both the NC State wrestling team and the Wolfpack RTC?
2: It's a combination of uh, training some guys together, uh, some of the RTC guys and college guys. um, If they can make it work, we'll get them matched up together. But at the end of the day right now, it's getting these guys ready for the trials. It's coming up in about two weeks. And then Nick's already qualified for the final phase of it. And, uh, we want to get as many guys through to that next phase as we can. Uh, and that's, you know, it's a challenge to do, but that's what we're in here training. And we got the best guys wrestling the best guys right now. And, uh, you look back, ultimately this comes back to, uh, coach Obi Blanc putting a lot of hard work and time in. Um, it proves his system works. When you can get nine guys qualified for the trials, it shows that you got a guy that knows what it takes uh, technically and at least on the conditioning side of things and uh, continue to grow and help these guys ultimately accomplish their goals. So very thankful and appreciative to what Obi's been doing with the RTC.
1: And this week's guest I caught up with Nick Renan. Uh, we covered a lot in that interview. We talked about his freestyle success, but something our fans want to know. He took a redshirt season this past year after competing as a true freshman. What improvements did you see during this redshirt season and what are your expectations for moving into next season? Uh, I think we can, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but
2: he's one of these guys that we recruited to be, you know, a leader within our program. Um whether it's in the room or on the mat going out there and competing and he has all the tools and the ability to do it and now it's making those those mental jumps and those technical jumps and i think this offseason is going to be a um a big stepping stone for him uh going out there and competing and beating some of the best guys in the country at this international level is huge for him but you know i think Every kid needs some time to grow. Some guys can come in and ready to compete right away, but most of these guys will need a year at some point to really just focus in on themselves and the development as a person. That's what we're able to do when we redshirt a kid. We really work hard to develop them as a individual and uh, not so much wrestling, but confidence in them as whatever it is they're going out to attack Um obviously we benefit in the wrestling side of things, but these guys grow as, as men and, uh, that helps our wrestling and their wrestling. And, uh, I think you're seeing that with Nick Reenan right now he's growing up, he's maturing and, uh, he's going to do some great things for the program next year. And we're going to rely on a guy like that to have a breakthrough season to keep us where we're at. As far as the program goes,
1: how much has his Twitter
2: game improved
1: during this Richard season?
2: It's good. The, the cut, I think the cut thing and his sarcasm on Twitter has got a lot of people fooled. Um, but, you know, we take personality out there, and he's got it, so we like these guys that have fun, unique personality, makes our jobs uh, enjoyable.
1: We're now joined by rising Red sophomore, Nick Renan, Nick. We caught up with you during finals week between a lift and a workout, so thank you for stopping by to catch us up on what's been a really busy season for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we're at the beginning of Finals week. You're an environmental sciences major. So what does the next week and a half look like for you with exams here?
3: Uh, I have three finals. I have one this week and two next week. Uh, mostly focused on two of them, but there's been a lot of studying this week, studying over the weekend, and then trying, trying to find like any any tutoring sessions I can get that are over the next couple of days and then try to kill it on the finals.
1: I'm sure you got a little jealous, all these guys being named to the academic All-ACC team. We going to see you there next year?
3: Yeah, hopefully. That's the final <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you've been busy competing in freestyle recently, and we'll touch on some of those results. But in regards to your classroom load, how hectic has this past month been? You were up in New York and out in Vegas trying to deal with finals. Just how busy have you been this month?
3: Uh, it's it's been pretty crazy. Uh, moving moving tutoring around and like trying to figure out what classes because I, I do need to make sure that I get to as many classes as I can. And so we, it, I haven't. I've only missed around two classes in that time. So I, I think. I did pretty well with that, but um I I I've, they've been pretty accommodating with like what, moving my tutoring sessions around and making sure that I'm getting everything that I need, so it's it hasn't been too bad. I'm, I'm trying to finish out this semester strong.
1: And away from wrestling, uh you really blow up on Twitter. You seem to have a sarcastic sense of humor that some people on message board just might not get. But I have to say it's nothing compared to your dad. I looked this morning John has liked over twenty six thousand tweets. You have to be pretty
3: impressed. Yeah, if it uh, if it shows up on social media, there's a good chance my dad has seen it. He's uh, he's on there a lot. He he makes sure that everyone knows he's around. He I feel like a lot of people know of my dad, but they don't know him like personally. <laughs> so it's funny, but yeah.
1: So going back to your pre NC State days, you were from Dallas, Texas, but during your high school career you decided to transfer and go to Wyoming Seminary Prep, which is up in Pennsylvania. Can you talk about that decision and how it benefited you?
3: Uh yeah, it wasn't too hard of a decision for me. My situation in, in Dallas wasn't the best. I needed to go to a lot of practices to to get the most out of it. And I was traveling around a lot just to get the like the best tournaments. And it was once I once I knew about the wyoming seminary from a a friend of mine who was also going up uh jack Mueller. he was telling me uh that i should look into it and once i kind of saw the school a little bit i decided it was probably the best best thing for me to do so i went up there it wasn't it was kind of hard to leave everybody in texas on my family and like but uh i think it was the right decision for me what year did you end up going up there uh sophomore year
1: so you had three years up there was that like you said but I had to help you for college to be away from home from college too.
3: Yeah, I think so. Like I was pretty prepared when I got here. I felt like um, the, just being away from my family and everything. Like I'd been kind of used to that and traveling around the country and stuff. Like it was by by the point by the time I got here, I was already and I, I did meet a couple guys that that I know that I'll probably be in contact with for a long time there. So I'm, I'm glad I made the decision. It was definitely uh, the right thing for me to do. So. And you were a
1: consensus top 10 recruit coming out of high school. You actually committed somewhere else, but they went through a coaching change and you reopened your recruitment and eventually signed with the Wolfpack in the spring. What drew you to NC State to make this the college you wanted to attend?
3: Uh, We actually had a lot of guys uh, come through Wyoming Seminary and then come down to NC State and uh, coach Coach Green was looking. Uh, my, my high school coach was pretty good friends with uh, Pat, and so he told me I should look into it. And I, I, after I'd seen some of the stuff, like that they'd, they'd done pretty poorly—not poorly, but they had done as well as they wanted to. And then when Pat got here, they started to become like a national powerhouse, and I liked I liked the direction they were going. I liked the mentality of the team, like how they seemed to be doing all the right things, and everyone everyone just knew what the goals were and what what they wanted to get, accomplish here. And I thought that that was something that I wanted to be a part of. And coming
1: NC State As a true freshman, that was the season after the Pack went twenty three and one and finished number two in the final coaches' ranking. There's a lot of momentum in the program. Was there talk of you redshirting that first season, or was there an expectation that you would come in and see action right away?
3: Yeah, I didn't actually really know um, what I was going to do when I came in. I was kind of expecting a redshirt, uh, but I was just kind of trusting with Pat, and uh, I-, I did end up wrestling that season, and I didn't do as well as I wanted. I went to NCAAs, but it wasn't it wasn't my best season, and uh, I'm looking forward to to doing better this year.
1: You said... You got the starting spot at 174, was an NCAA qualifier. But after the season, you guys always have your meetings with the coaching staff about proceeding to the next year. Was the subject of a redshirt season brought up then, or what did the process go through?
3: I think the the process, it was always to switch years with Pete. Uh, so Pete was going to redshirt uh, my freshman year, and then I would redshirt while he was. So that was, I think that was always the plan. I already knew that – the after my soft, after my freshman year, that I would redshirt. So it was, we talked about it, and like after the season, but it was already pretty well established that I would probably redshirt unless uh, something crazy happened. So, and duels here
1: and ACC and NCAA championships, they get a whole lot of whole lot of coverage. But what is it like to be on the redshirt circuit for those of you that are sitting out of season?
3: Oh, I love it. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of competition and a lot of. uh you gotta do stuff by yourself, kind of, because you don't get as much support from from the team because you you can't. But it's really cool to like go around the country with those guys. We were, we drove up to Pennsylvania for the Edinburgh Open, and it was it was like twelve degrees in the room, and it was, was gonna <laughs> it say, was just crazy. The like,
1: travel was a lot different. You yeah. guys are on your own for traveling. It
3: it kind of like was a little bit of a shock to me because we we do when we travel like as a team uh like my freshman year it was great because i was like oh we have all this stuff taken care of for us and it was it was really cool like being with all the guys and then like the red shirt circuit is complete opposite you have to do everything yourself you gotta like not everything but you have to do a lot of stuff yourself and like you 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 don't see as many of the guys and like it, i know like that like I, I missed out on the trip to italy which seemed really cool and like but it's it's definitely worth it. I think this whole year, like I think the the training is a lot different, and it's a, I think a lot a little bit more intense. So I I, I think I got a lot out of my year.
1: On so. the red shirt circuit, were you kind of glad to get away from Melissa for one year and all of her rules of traveling?
3: Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think it was, she's really helpful. So I, I, I <laughs> you're the first one that said she was helpful. So <laughs> I think she's helpful. The yeah. schedule is a little I'm crazy. Joking. Sometimes she has a crazy itinerary, <laughs> but it, it works. It works out. Now you were at
1: 184 this whole year. Competed six tournaments. How did the past season go for you?
3: I think it went better. Uh, I, I lost a couple matches that I wish I wish had gone better. But the the tournaments themselves, like I think I I'm getting my mindset right, which is probably one of the more important things for me. And then uh, just like I, I'm not really a huge fan of cutting weight, so I'm being up at 184 is way better for me. I think in my wrestling, I just can wrestle more my style, and it's uh I think it'll be a good good thing next year to stay in at 184. Are you going to be walk around weight 184 or will you go up a little bit and have to cut?
1: Do you, what probably, do you, you
3: feel like? I'll right? probably start my weight cut on the day before. I'm not too heavy. I'll probably weigh I like in the off season I get up to like around 200 but like when I'm when I when we're competing pretty hard I'll probably weigh right around 190. Probably stay around there and then just last day lose a couple pounds. Moving away from folk
1: style, which is college wrestling and into freestyle, you went up to New York and placed third at the Bill Farrell International, your first senior-level tournament. And more recently, you were out in Vegas, and you took third at the U.S. Open and qualified for the U.S. World Team Trials later this summer. They're two different styles. What do you like about each?
3: Oh, uh, folk style, I like that, like, you can you can scramble around a little bit more, like, if you get, get in on a shot, and, like, the, there's a lot more uh upside for being the offensive wrestler in in folkstyle wrestling like you can you can if you're if you're being offensive and you just stay in good position there's there's very little the other guy can do on the flip side of that freestyle is all about exposure and I'm like if someone shoots in you can tech them without even getting a takedown which I think is kind of crazy but I think both styles like if you know how to wrestle them well like there you can you can benefit from either from doing either one so
1: I think you had a
3: couple of them.
1: Do you wrestlers like in freestyle these tech falls that they're over in 30 seconds sometimes with one move
3: when I am the guy who's <laughs> getting the points? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, but when, when you're like, you get caught in something like that sucks. Like there's, if you get caught in a leg lace off of an ankle pick or something that that's, that's, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. You It's, it's just, you got to give up points. And uh, I think that that's, Part of part of like wrestling, like there is some risk and so, for for doing some moves, but I think that that makes it exciting for the fans, and I think that that's uh, I, I don't mind it too much. Like I think I, I rarely get caught in stuff, but in, I'm I'm not great with par because I don't wrestle like we we wrestle folk style all year, and then we kind of transition to freestyle really quickly. So parterre wasn't great for me in New York, but. Uh, Working with Obi and the other guys, I I got more used to it the last couple weeks. In the U.S. Open, really opened some eyes on the senior level.
1: You lost your first bout, but then won six straight and finished third. You beat multiple former All-Americans and outscored six foes, 53-6. to How do you feel the weekend went for you?
3: I think the first two matches, I was a little bit uh, cautious in how I was wrestling. And then kind of like, as the tournament went on, I was kind of realizing like I got way a lot more confident and I think that, that that helped a lot with how with how I kept with how I was wrestling through the tournament. So I, I think I'm gonna try to take that uh, and bring it into title next year and into the world team trials and I think that'll help my wrestling a lot. So I I really enjoyed the tournament. I thought it was really beneficial and uh, I wish I'd wrestled the first two matches a little bit better.
1: And the Wolfpack uh you guys lost six seniors and bring in a huge freshman class. What do you see your role on next year's team being in terms of leadership and previous experience?
3: Um, I think we have a lot of guys on the team who are who are very uh, good at being leaders, and I think I could definitely step up and help a lot of the freshmen next year and other guys on the team, just because we, we do need, uh, we're, we're going to be a pretty young team, but I think that with with the right mindset and with the, with guys being confident that we can do the same things that we've we've become accustomed to, that 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 will be a good. I think that that's something that we can accomplish next year. So
1: and we'll get you out of here on this. What's one thing, folk style, that you're going to be working on this summer? Bottom, for sure. Pretty much all summer.
3: So why bottom? Uh, I'm a little lazy on bottom right now. I would much rather be on my feet. I feel confident that I could take down pretty much anybody. So, but then uh. I haven't always been great on bottom, just because I I feel like it's not I, I've in the past felt like it wasn't something I really needed to work on, but now I think it's probably something that I need to I need to get better at and feel confident getting out. So, well,
1: Nick, it was great to catch up with you. Good luck later this month at the World Team Trials. We're all going to be watching. Thanks. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. This is your Pack Mentality pop Podcast covering all things NC State Wrestling. Until next time, Wolfpack Wrestling fans, go Pack! The Pack Mentality Pop-Ins Podcast is
0: produced by the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, go to matttalkonline.com.